0: When you think of having kids, That's what you think of. You think of those joyous moments where your kids are having a great time with one another or you think of the times when they're serious and they're learning some new skill and their mind is completely absorbed in it. Or maybe they're acting and they just love the drama of acting. You know, they play dress-up and you're just seeing their developing mind unfold before you. But it doesn't just unfold. Parents have tremendous influence on their kids. And my children went to what i uh, what is called a Montessori School. And it's a method that approaches child rearing as um, really, focusing on your children, not catering to them, but helping them develop their mind and their interests. And with me today is a Montessori teacher. She's been a Montessori teacher for 10 years. She has her master's in education and she has taken all of her Montessori training and is now a parenting coach. And her name is Cornelia Lockich, and she has a website www.guideyourchild.com, and she her specialty is with preschoolers and toddlers, but all of us can learn from that. And Cornelia, you were a Montessori teacher, and now you have your own daughter.
1: I do, right? Yes, I do.
0: And you offer three simple secrets, you call them, to managing kids uh, that you basically learned from the Montessori, from being a Montessori teacher. Can you talk about one of those?
1: Sure. Uh, The first one is use advanced preparation. Now, I think most parents understand this principle of advanced preparation on a certain level, but not nearly as broadly as they could. For example, they might know that they need to explain how Candyland works before their three-year-old can play it. But parents don't usually recognize that this same approach implemented in a way that's appropriate for a child's age and stage, they don't usually understand how this can solve countless little issues that arise daily with young children. What
0: would be one of those?
1: Well, for example, if you prepare your child in advance for how to use markers so that you know you don't get marker on the wall, on the table, on their clothes, markers aren't left open on the carpet, when she gets them out, you'll no longer have that sick feeling inside, wondering
0: oh at God, the mess what the you're going to have. <laughs> right.
1: right, right. Instead, you prepare her in advance. You you show her in a simple way. You set up basically an activity that um, limits and defines her uh, what what she can do with the markers.
0: So this is how they're used, honey. The, the cap goes back on afterwards and you demonstrate it and you write on the whiteboard, not on the, um, or if it's paper on the paper, you know, not on the walls, just on the paper. And so you prepare her in advance. Exactly. And, and
1: all the way through the cleanup, the yeah. cleanup becomes part of your child's activity. It's not for you to do later, you're not her servant, and but you do it in a way that's Um, appropriate for her age and her state. So
0: instead of, will you clean the stuff up, you leave everything out. You're such a slob.
1: Yeah, or fuming as you do it.
0: Right. Oh, I always have to do this. I can't stand it. The toys are everywhere. Instead, I notice in the Montessori schools, the kids will play with an activity on their little rug. They each have their own independent rug. And then they put it away (laughs) nicely before they go to the next activity. Now, that requires... a a teacher, or in your case, if you're using it as parenting, um, as a parenting skill, to prepare your child in advance that that's how things are done in a very loving way, not in a, and this is how things are done way.
1: Exactly. And it's also, what is also a part of that puzzle is having the home environment, the way the rooms are um, organized, those have to be thought through in a certain way. That's appropriate for young kids.
0: So another one of your tips is nip problems in the bud.
1: Yeah. And that talk a little bit
0: about that because that's what we're talking about.
1: Well, nipping problems in the bud is definitely something of a learned skill. Um, over time, and by making mistakes, you can start to see negative patterns that develop with your child, but that started from the smallest seemingly most inconsequential actions and nipping problems in the bud is a way is in a way like developing a a sort of a third eye for so, the insidious beginning
0: so i've had parents that have said my kid always wants to sleep in my bed and i can't get my daughter out of her bed my bed mm-hmm. and that would be one where how would you nip the problem in the bud
1: well You'd have uh, you'd have before.
0: To s- it, it, let's just say it's just starting. My daughter's got a cold. She get. I think you had a situation like yes, this. I did. And your daughter gets into bed with you, or you get into bed with her. Then she wants it every single night because it's so warm and cozy. It
1: How sure do you is. nip
0: it in the bud?
1: Yeah, uh, it sure is. And you you want to communicate. I think it's very important to communicate a loving response, not one that is um, abandonment
0: or rejecting or right?
1: rejection. But that you, there, there, you draw the line of certain things. Now, personally, I don't take my child into bed with me. I go into her bed.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a big difference, I think. Um, and then from that, it's just through repeated action. Children will repeat until they are certain that you mean what you say and you say what you mean. So
0: if you break down, I've had parents that say, oh my gosh, I've had 10 free days. My daughter has not been in bed with me or my son has not been in bed with me. And then they'll say... Oh, but they started up again. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really the parents needing to, and I just gave in. You know, it was a rainy day outside, and he he wasn't feeling so good. So I said, come on in bed, honey. And it's really the parents not being consistent that creates the problem, because then the kid knows that they can keep trying.
1: Exactly, yes. Children are something like, you know, somewhat gamblers. They'll, They'll see. Can they win this time?
0: Right, right. So if, you're consist- if you consistently pull that lever and nothing comes out, I'm not yeah. neither of us are gamblers, but nothing comes out, then they're not going to keep pulling the lever. Whereas if occasionally you, you get a big hit, they're going to keep pulling that lever. Very good analogy. Uh, what about your, your tip of begin as you mean to go on? I know we're down to the last minute or so.
1: Well, beginning as you mean to go on really simply means to start off right. And in order to do that, you have to have a sense of what right is for you and your family. So I talk about having a vision of what you want at home and for your children and keeping that in mind so that you can be consistent and set the precedent. So to do some
0: pre-thinking. And can you give a quick example of beginners you mean to go on?
1: Um, Well, I think that many parents, Use behavior of young children because of their age, and then they often end up endorsing or encouraging negative behaviors that at first seem fine. Oh, she's only one; it's okay. She'll grow out of it. She throws food; that's normal. And then, it, yeah. But you, you, I think you have to have a long-term perspective.
0: So you don't want her throwing food from the beginning. You don't want to giggle and laugh when she throws it across the floor or across to the room. You get
1: across that it's. It's not okay to throw at the table, but you give her opportunities for experimenting
0: with throwing things, exactly, a ball or something. Right. And with me is Cornelia Lockich, and you have a website, www.guideyourchild.com. You are a parenting. Coach and people can call you, schools can or community leaders can call you and invite you to come in as a speaker. Yes, and you have free information on parenting at your website again, it's www.guideyourchild.com. And you also have a newsletter.
1: I do, it comes out every two weeks, and it's a way for parents to find out more about my Guide Your Child Montessori Influenced Method of Parenting.
0: And it's all free. It's all free. So I welcome you to visit that website, guideyourchild.com. And thank you so much for joining us today, Cornelia.
1: Thank you.
2: Well, folks, if you're planning on going vacation, or maybe you're just looking for a new book to read, pick up The Selfish Path to Romance with Dr. Ellen Kenner and with Dr. Edward Locke. The book is so important for those who seek a healthy, loving relationship. Are you someone that always seems to choose the wrong person? Well, then you need to read this book. Or maybe you just want to improve your relationship. Understanding what sex is good and why it's good. Perfect book for anyone making a change in a relationship. Maybe you're going to explore a dating service. Learn how to avoid making bad romantic choices maybe you have a family member who's coming out of a difficult relationship why not get the book for them dr kenner explains why your need should be met and why it's so important for someone to be comfortable love themselves before they can love another stop watching everyone else be happy chapter one is free online at drkenner.com. this could change your life stop settling start enjoying your life of romance and passion the selfish path to romance available on amazon right now